0: And welcome to a very, and I mean very, special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we usually recap all the week's nerdy news, but not tonight. You know what we're here for. And I am joined by the best damn voice in the business, Sam Atora.
1: Happy to be here.
0: All right. So we are joined tonight by the voice of the movie life. I am the Avalanche, pieced out, constant elevation, and a kick-ass solo project. Of course, I'm talking about Vinny Caruana. Vinny, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us tonight.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for such a nice uh, introduction.
0: We've been known to and, give nice introductions.
1: And and like Greg said, the movie life. I'm the Avalanche, pieced out, a solo project. So you're around music just a little bit. Before you know, we go, we kind of kick, you know, dive deep. Do you have any hobbies outside of creating music? Oh uh, yeah, I
2: like to. I'm very into soccer. Nice um, Liverpool, like
0: Liverpool FC, eh?
2: Yeah, I fucking love Liverpool. <laughs> um, champions of champions of England.
0: First time and, in thirty. Uh, first time in thirty years.
2: Yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, wow. I, I haven't seen them win anything really in my fandom at all. So, like in my like years of supporting them, so been really cool the last few years um i love playing soccer as well um i love fishing i love going to the beach those are like going out in nature hiking and shit that's that's and you know hanging out with my wife and shit and i like beer and whiskey and martinis all the good stuff (laughs) i'm just gonna i I can list shit all yeah (laughs) i can just start listing all the things that i like
0: now like what about like you know, New York Red Bull, NYFC, anything in the MLS at all?
2: Um, I've been to some games, but I uh, don't. I would have. I, I I don't have time to follow more than like one team for real. You
1: know? <laughs> I but, I
0: mean, when you when you're a fan of Liverpool and then you watch the MLS, I mean, clearly a, a quality dip uh, in play. I'm a big Philadelphia oh. Union guy, but I settle for MLS soccer. It is what it is, you know.
2: No, and and it's great, and I love going. I love going to the games that I've gone to. Um, I got to see Pirlo's debut um, awesome. for NYCFC, which was really cool. Uh, he's like you know one of my favorite players. Yeah, okay. and um, no, like I, I I think it's cool, but I I can't go to Yankee Stadium and watch them play on a baseball field, and then I can't. I live in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. For me to get to New Jersey is insane to watch the Red Bulls. Like it would be like four trains. Ugh. No, so that you know, I I go over there like every once in a while, a friends going over there and we'll go and catch a game and I love it. I mean, I can watch anyone play that sport. It's yeah. Best.
0: Hell yeah. That's awesome with all the craziness going on right now in the world, you still are finding a way to connect with fans. You're doing live stream shows, you know, those intimate sessions where you're kind of in front of a camera instead of an audience can be a little weird. I understand, but how much does it mean to you to have these types of avenues to still entertain? I mean, it's definitely
2: way different, obviously. And, it's not um, what we all signed up for when it, came, when it comes to music and live music, um, but I don't think anything going on this year is what we signed up for. Um, we just got to get through it. And I put it out there. I've actually done a few of these kind of shows long before,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, this was our reality.
3: Yeah. And, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. And, I, and I liked it. I thought it was cool. And there was, you know, there's a lot of places in the world that I don't go. Um, generally speaking on tour, especially like solo, it's really expensive for me to like, you know, if I go to, if I try to go to Norway, like with an acoustic guitar, I'm not sure that many people would come to see me or even book me. They might book me, but they might just be like, here's a six pack of beer kind of thing. (laughs) So it's cool. Like there's people from like different far reaches of the world where I've actually never been, where this is the only time they've ever seen me play. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, people that want to come hang out with me, hear some songs that, you know, hear some songs they like, and I've been trying to keep it fresh. Um, I've played a lot of these shows this year and I've kind of slowed it down
1: over the summer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I was yeah. saying we appreciate that because, you know, they said, at least in Philadelphia, that there was going to be no live shows till February, 2021. So we'll take all the online shows we can get. Yeah. Um, we're going to see, I
2: don't know, man. I, I, yeah, I guess I'm not really, uh, you know, I'm not at the forefront of who knows what's going on right now. I I'd, I'd definitely try to keep up, but yeah, I think February would be extremely liberal. 100%. I hundred, it's going to be way later. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think bands aren't going to tour until spring or even fall. It might be more likely of next year. Mm-hmm. So,
3: <laughs>
2: so yeah. that's that's our reality, and and um. Anyway, these have been really special for me. Um, I still get, like, a rise out of it, and I get some serotonin pumping through my veins, and that's, you know, especially when we were all fully locked down and, like, hiding in our homes. Right. It was really, like, there for me, and I think it was there for some other people, too. So it's been it's been really cool and rewarding, and um, I feel really grateful that I, I'm in a position where some people want to, you know, tune in and hang
0: out for sure. And and I think it's interesting that, you know, coming out of this, whenever it may be, because I agree, February is probably a little too ambitious. I think that, you know, the world's adjustments to this are going to be just fascinating. You saw, you know, in England, they did an outdoor concert recently where there were gates around picnic tables and you would buy the table and then sit five or six people at the table and they were all socially distanced. Uh, That way you saw in Philly, the front bottoms and some other folks are playing down at Citizens Bank Park, the Philly stadium outside where they are doing a drive in theater type thing where you come up. Your ticket is your car and you fit in as many people as as you can. And and it's just that's, you know, one person and six people cost the same thing. So I can see that. But that indoor, intimate, you know, Kung Fu necktie in Fishtown, Philadelphia. Oh,
1: God. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: Fucking.
2: Bite your, I'd bite your arm off.
0: <laughs> we've yeah. we've seen you there, so like we I kn- yeah. we know how tight. I, I'm
2: not even talking about playing show. I'll bite your arm off just to load out of that venue and, <laughs> and you know smoke a joint and drink a beer in a hotel room afterward. Be yeah. awesome.
0: I understand that, man. And, and you know I, what? I missed
2: all the aspects of uh, what used to be
0: my life. Yeah. And, and I remember even back, like you said, you were doing live stream shows before. I remember paying a couple bucks here and there to go see. I think it was Stage It was the company that, that did it. I remember. I think you did like a living room. Yes. It was called like a living room show. You, you named it or something yep. like that. Yeah. I remember. Yeah.
2: I think I was doing those from, um, I was doing them. For, I used to live in Long Beach in New York they had like a beach house down there and, uh, I was doing them from there. Yeah. And little did we know that this would be like the main mode of, uh, you know, doing it right now, but you know, we got to take what we can get at the moment. We'll figure it out. I'm trying to figure some stuff out. Like I like the idea of playing, you know, I like the idea of, you know, hitting people up and be like, Hey, everyone meet me here. Um, And I'm going to just do a gorilla show kind of thing, like somewhere in public kind of thing.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, But I just don't want to be the reason why a bunch of people got together and didn't, like, act responsibly and shit like that. So I'm toiling with that as well. Um, But that's just me, like, thinking out loud.
1: Now, let's go back in time a little bit. How did the movie life end up with Drive Thru Records? Uh, The show... The relatively short story is we
2: were on Revelation and we started to kind of see some growth there. And um, Drive Through was into the band. They had signed some of our friends and those friends were also like, you know, calling us and we'd be playing shows together and people would be like, you know, you should come over to Drive Through. It's really good. We can do this. They do this. They do this. And we were just like, you know, we're cool. Um, right now, we're just touring, we're doing our thing, we're happy where we're, we're where we are. Um, when you know, we started, you know, trying. We started wondering if we wanted to make a jump to, a, you know, something new. Um, you know, we would we would definitely discuss that. Like, you know, you it's natural, I think, for a band to just kind of be like, so what's next? You know, like you know, could we benefit could, you know, we're putting all this time in we're touring. We were touring like eight months a year, like wow. without, like without like no breaks. Yeah. I mean, there'd be a little break, oh, here, a little break there, but I just mean like, you know, like we tour, like you grinded a lot. And, um, you know, we definitely justified it that way where we were like, no, maybe we need a little more help. um, if we're going to really be doing this. Cause we didn't, we didn't really have these like goals of like becoming rock stars or becoming not We didn't have, just. we just wanted to play shows, you know, on Long Island and like have fun. And it just kind of turned into what it turned into. Um, as we just be started believing that we could go and do that, do that kind of shit elsewhere in other States and countries and shit. And so we had wrecked our van, um, in south dakota and our trailer and some of our gear and all this stuff we had we got into an accident and um right around that time we were just kind of like oh we need so much stuff and we like we need help we need more help and so um we yeah we got in touch with try through and we're like you know what do you we're listening like what you know Let's, let, we're going to hear you out. And they, they just, you know, we knew that their label was on fire at the time. Everyone was freaking out about drive so There was a lot of exposure to people that weren't kind of in tune to like who we were or what we were all about. You know, we were, we would, like played a lot of hardcore shows. Right. We weren't, you know, when we would go and play with, uh, you know, we're, we're from a hardcore scene, but we were never quite a hardcore band, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, right. So we would play some shows with other bands, like in more in that realm, and we would do really well, and people would respond to the movie life. And um, so we would do hardcore tours, and we could do pop punk tours, and everything in between. And um, yeah, we were we we made the jump to drive through when we were just kind of like, all right. Well we don't have a van anymore. We need a van. We need a trailer. We need gear. We need this. We need, and also we kind of want to see how far we can take this thing and just see how much fun we can have. So that's kind of how we ended up
0: on drive through. That's a great story.
2: There was a lot of like pros when it came to, when it came to it. Yeah.
0: Did you ever wonder what would happen if you never got into that accident or what would have happened?
2: I never have wondered that. Um, If I hadn't gotten into that, if we hadn't gotten into that accident, we would have gotten into another accident. (laughs) Um, I think we learned a lot about, I mean, I don't know if you guys have experienced that before, but, um, once you go through it and once it's really like, you know, once you have this near death experience kind of thing, especially in a car, because it's such a violent thing, like, like getting tossed around and shit. And, um, I don't think anyone truly learns, like, maybe, I guess some people do, but I certainly, like, learned to be way cautious when I'm driving and to be really safe and to be but also confident, you know what I mean? So, of course. um, So, yeah, I mean, I feel like we would have learned our lesson one of these times. Uh, Touring as much as we did, doing overnight drives, you know, shit gets icy, like, stuff like that usually bands will have a close call and it might like straighten them out and make sure that they're like prioritizing safety and caution,
0: you know? Yeah. Of course. Now, do you remember back in the day, right in the old drive through days, the old drive through DVDs? Yeah. 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 They, I don't really have a question about that. I just love whenever we talk. <laughs> it's just that we were two states.
1: Whenever. Oh, I drive through a three or four. One, three, two, four. One,
0: one, two, three, and four were the ones that that we had. And one one, and two were the real, like the real ones, the ones we idolized. Yeah. and and. Yep. Okay. we talked to a lot of folks that came from the drive through family on this pod. And we always just like to bring it up just to see who kind of remembers them, who doesn't any funny stories and, and stuff like that. Like I said, I don't have a question, but Sam and I, our childhood. So, so Sam and I have known each other for over 25 years and, and we right about 25. And so we grew up in, in my basement, just watching drive through DVDs over and over and over. And back then that was better than YouTube for sure oh yeah <laughs> so uh, but yeah I just, I just wanted to know if you I remembered them
2: i don't have a very distinct memory of what at least what i'm doing on those DVDs. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I, I don't i don't think i watched all of them and i certainly haven't seen them in 20 years or so so yeah.
0: It's it's Uh weird. Is
2: everything okay? Are we? Yeah. No. You're. What are we
0: doing on that? You guys are okay. There's nothing. uh, I won't say the same for everybody, but there's some (laughs) there's some stuff on there. It's funny because Sam and I, every like five, six, seven years, we live around the corner from each other. He'll just kind of come over and we'll just kind of relive it and just real quick run through. Fun. It's so much fun. And we weren't even there. You know, it's just part of our childhood. You have to think. I'm 32. Sam's 30, 31. Now we're we're. We're sitting, you know, as 13, 14 year olds, very impressionable, very, very impressionable, Vinny. And you see, uh, you know, the guys from Census Fail making a prank phone call or 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 the guys from the early November getting pranked saying they have new publicists, but they're strippers and just like funny, different things that went on in those DVDs. They're wacky. I still have my original three. I don't know what happened to the fourth one. OK, uh, but we digress. We've seen you personally perform over. 10, 12 times now through the years, whether that be, you know, your solo project with some of the, you know, I'm the avalanche shows, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, The movie life though was always on our bucket list. And by the time we were old enough to go to shows like alone, the band had stopped touring, but we made it a mission to see you guys. Anytime you may have done a reunion show. And we thought back then it was impossible that it would never happen. And then it, did And we were lucky enough to catch you yeah. three times during just those reunion shows through Philly, through Jersey, through New York. How did those movie life reunion shows come to be? Um, see, like, so we, Brandon and
2: I had been close friends for a long time. Brandon Riley, who plays guitar. And, um, we like kind of fell out of each other's lives. And, um, you know, he had like children and, and I don't know, it just felt like we, we weren't hanging out anymore, but we both cared about each other like quite a bit. And we wanted to, you know, life kind of started to get in the way. So I honestly, all I remember about it was I met, I went to meet Brandon and his son Holden in the park. And, um, you know, honestly, it was like, Brandon was the catalyst. I think, he for, started for it all. This. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Movie Life broke up, um, we were so sick of each other and Brandon had was already writing the Nightmare of You stuff. Yep. And that record is so fucking good by the way. It is so, so I'm, sorry, I'm, It really is. It, you know, um, so honestly like we we just we wanted to get away from the movie life and that, and that was, that lasted a long time. Um, and we had like, we flirted, we played one year at bamboozle.
0: Yep.
2: Um, and then nothing. And then, um, yeah. And then we kind of got back together for, I I think you, you guys went to like the TLA. Yes. Like that. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. I have a picture. Um, I have a picture of the kiosk, the marquee out front. Um, where it just said the movie life in big letters. And it was the only name on the sign. I I can't remember who was the opener set your goals. I can't, I don't remember, but, uh, I remember saying to Sam, I get very emotional. at shows that's just what I do, especially nostalgic shows. I remember looking Mm -hmm. at him and I was like, can you believe this shit is real? Like we have wanted this (laughs) forever. And this shit is real. We're about to do this. We got front row. No, what you had a guy who was rapping. Was yeah, a, um,
2: his name is Zemo. Yes. Zemo College.
0: Oh, yeah, that's, that's
1: right. That's it. Was that it, yeah. was that was the only opener?
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, it was, it was one person. Yeah. One person, oh. and he had a, him and a DJ, and then we were front row, right in front of Brandon that whole show. You guys came out, I think he even opened with Face or Kneecaps, I'm pretty sure. No, Jamestown. I can't, I think you opened with Jamestown. My God, I'm just like getting on a <laughs> and shit now. <laughs> Nerding out a uh, That show
2: was really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was a really, really special show. So glad you
1: guys were there. That was really, really cool. And uh, speaking of another special show, a few years ago, we did shots with you upstairs at a Philly venue before an I Am the Avalanche show. Now, Philly features wow. so many great venues for music. What does the Philly music seem to you? Oh, my God. Philly,
2: Philly knows how important Philly is to, to me in general. Yeah, As far as any shows that I ever do with anything, I always make sure I come to Philly. I just know it's a real F town with real F people that, um, seem to have connected with music that I make throughout the years. Um, it means a ton. We have a ton of close friends that we made throughout the last few decades of coming there. Um, I don't know how many different clubs we played in Philly. Like, between Movie Life, Avalanche, and Solo shit, I would say 20 clubs,
3: maybe. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, Philly is huge. It's a. It's like, it's been a home away from home, honestly. It really has. Um, oh, that's, great. that's great to hear. Yeah, it's always, I've never had a bad show in Philly. Philly no. I don't think bad shows happen in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well well what we're about to tell you uh
1: gonna well, well, yeah, say you let us know if this was bad or if you did remember, but the same show, the I am the Avalanche show. As you know, you know Where this?
0: Uh Franklin Music Hall in Fishtown. like literally around the corner from Kung Fu. Oh,
1: which used to be um
0: The Barbary, I think, or something like that.
1: Yeah, but I think it was the Barbary. Oh, okay. So, so you know, Concerts raging, going full force, and, you know, people are crowd surfing. You're in mid-song. Next thing you know, I don't know if his knee hit your head or his his head or elbow. You know, you get smacked in the head. So you kind of, you know, you're seeing stars, you're dazed, but, you know, the crowd, we're still singing the music. And after, you know, maybe maybe 10, 15 seconds, you kind of regain your composure and you kind of just come back and start singing like nothing happened. I imagine that that has to happen a a few times in the past, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, that
2: kind of stuff has happened like a hundred times i'll take like i'll take like a bottom of a sneaker right to the face and 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 that's what my
1: then like you you kept on kept the show going after you still met with everyone took pictures you know with me and greg and it it was such a great concert and i was like man that spoke a lot of a person because if someone kicked me in the head i'm gonna want to retaliate a little bit i uh i deserve every time
2: i've get ever gotten punched (laughs) or kicked in the head so (laughs) it's fine
0: yeah it, it was a wild night man we went from you were just upstairs hanging and we were upstairs hanging drinking sh- taking shots or whatever and you came up and we were uh-huh. like we were like this is our moment like we're fucking doing this so we went what up did to we do
2: the shot
0: of. oh god I'm sorry
2: i didn't mean to cut you short i, um, no, I think it was jameson.
0: jameson it had to have been jameson sounds like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm almost positive it was jameson we did a couple shots and then i got i got an elbow to the to the face that night too i my eye blew up and then I remember, like, I remember actually Sam reminded me of this whole thing. I forgot that you kind of got, you know, a little, little dazed and confused on the stage up there. But I, I do remember kind of the crowd just carrying the song and it didn't skip a beat. Everybody kept playing. And then after like 10 seconds, you kind of just came back in and, and picked back up and you could see, like, I remember there being a smile on your face, just like, fuck yeah, Philly. Like there's one asshole in the crowd, <laughs> but like, but like, fuck yeah. Like that was cool. Yeah, we brought the energy what, Always. So, you know, we just, ha- we just waxed poetic about our town, Philadelphia. You mentioned earlier, you, you know, the chances of you going to Norway on a solo act, you know, it, it could happen, but you never know. But when you were touring with, you know, Avalanche or Movie Life, anybody, what's like the wildest international show that you can remember playing? A few, a few
2: spring into mind. Let's say the wildest
3: international show.
2: I hope you didn't get knocked out on stage. That, that, that was No, great. I was just thinking about like just big crazy show, like in a, in an exotic place where we, where we didn't expect to. Do
0: you ever like <laughs> you know? sell out a venue in like Japan or something like that? That's all. I always hear good stories about the, like the Japanese crowd.
2: So avalanche only went to Japan once.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that was supporting no use for a name. And okay. that was an incredible experience. No use for a name were a massive band in Japan. So we, um, that whole tour was fucking wild. Um, <laughs> every show was insane. And I'm the avalanche was like running wild a- across Japan, just <laughs> getting <laughs> trashed and <laughs> enjoying some sake and just hanging out with the no use guys and watching them play. I love their band a lot and, um, making some friends and, Japan is the best place I've ever visited. I really love that country. Um, Movie life went to Japan way after we reunited, so we never went back in the day. We Mm. went to
0: Japan for the first time in like 2017. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Japan also the place I would want to live if it was not if I would did not live in Philadelphia. I would want to live in like a Tokyo type deal like that. That place just seems so advanced and majestic and kind of just like wild the culture and everything yes
2: it's very unique and um it's very easy to get around the country as well like right. through like by trains and bullet train and all that stuff so you could live in a place like tokyo where it's like living in new york or london or la or something where everything's at your fingertips mm-hmm. um yeah but you can also get out to some really wild places in Japan. Like, you know, you can get out like an hour out of Tokyo and see something completely different. You know, obviously our country is the same kind of deal, but, um, really special and the best food that you'll ever eat like every meal yeah is insane you can go to 711 and get a meal at 711 and it's like better than half the sushi spots in my neighborhood yeah
0: <laughs> I, I, I am unfortunately hooked on this youtube channel called uh, strictly dumpling and he goes around to all the 711s and McDonald's in Japan and i'm just like why can't we have nice things like this is insane it's,
2: it's great yeah. we like lived off of it avalanche lived off of 711 cuz we stayed in the same hotel probably four or five nights so and there was a 7-eleven downstairs and we just lived off of it because we're like this is good food
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah, you go get like a pork a pork bun and some sushi and all this other stuff there like it's we get like a hot dog on a rotating spindle that you're lucky (laughs) you're lucky if it's actually a hot dog
2: i'd like to clarify by the way this is like two three in the morning after a show and a night of drinking going to Seven Eleven. I was also going to restaurants and, and no, enriching myself with culture. Of course. I, I figured that was the case. <laughs> I left that out. It's like, so, dude, it's the best food ever. You guys got to check out the 7-Eleven you know, and, <laughs> and
0: Roppongi. <laughs> so now we fast forward uh, kind of into the present a little bit. How did you know it was time to go out on a solo venture, especially one that's such a completely different sound than most of your other projects?
2: I don't know. I guess I am one of those guys that, um, I would, I do want to be busy after the band's like not home. So that, that, I'm, as soon, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. As soon as the band gets home, I'm kind of thinking about like, I should be out there doing something else cause I just want to be touring, you know, mm-hmm. and doing cool shit and writing and recording. And, and, uh, so that, that was just kind of this natural thing for me to, uh, You know, I and the Avalanche almost never existed. I was thinking about just doing a solo thing straight out of movie life. Um, I'm really glad I didn't because... Me too, me too. I I just... (laughs) But you could picture songs from the first Avalanche record, like a lot of them were kind of written as solo songs and turned into rock tunes with a band. Sure. And... um, Anyway, I'm super glad I didn't do that. I'm really happy with what Avalanche has has uh, what we've kind of contributed to music, and also like I've made some of the best friends in my life, like touring around with them. So, uh, you know, if that ever happened, God knows where I'd be. Um, (laughs) I I don't think I don't think it's you know. I'm really glad it worked out the way it
0: did. Yeah. So coming out now, um, well, recently I should say. You know, Sean Dorsey of No Hope Records, very good friend of ours. We've had him on the show. We've been to the to the No Hope office, if you will. Um, how did you get hooked up with him and No Hope to, to release Aging Frontman? Yeah, Sean's awesome.
2: Um, I met him through Shane Henderson from Valencia.
0: We've had him on the show two or three times, yeah.
2: Super yeah, nice man. an old friend of ours and um, – I think I was playing some holiday shows with Shane in Philly uh, solo
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and I met Sean and you know he he was kind of like, do you ever want to do anything? I have a label and this is this and this, you know like so, yeah, when I was writing this solo stuff, I was just i I've been on so many labels or at least had so many labels like release stuff and yeah, I reached out to him and it was just like, you know I, I, I had this thing, it's an EP, it's, I think it's really cool, it's very different from anything I've ever done. And you Now, Sean was really enthusiastic about the idea. Uh, that's the kind of thing musicians want. <laughs> want someone who, like, cares, and I've worked with a oh, lot of, of people, a lot of people who care and who have been amazing. Um, and Sean's another one who, you know, he, he understood what I was trying to do. And, and, um, he was very enthusiastic about the music and that's what I care, you know, for about the sure. most.
0: For sure. Him. I remember when it got announced. So Sean, you know, we'll exchange texts every now and again. And generally when we talk, we talk for a long time and, he kept it under wraps. He did a very, very good job, but he kept saying to me, he knew how much of a fan that, you know, Sam and I were of, of you and your, and your projects. So he kept saying to me like, yo, look out for this. Like you're going to want to like at 10 o'clock, you're going to want to be on Instagram or whatever. And I was like, okay, like who did you, who did you get? Like, I can only imagine am I? And so when I saw it, he just texted me. He's like, yup. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, so we talked. (laughs) We must have talked for two hours about that and how cool it was to have you on. So, you know, from our perspective, just like it couldn't it couldn't have been any cooler that you know our friend who owns a label gets one of our musical inspirations and idols. So, just that's just a really cool. It's a little selfish for us, but a little really really cool thing. (laughs) I love it. Uh, it. Stepping away, stepping away from music for just a moment. You know, Mm -hmm. on a more serious topic. You're a big advocate of proper mental health, and a lot of that comes out in Aging Frontman, at least to me. You know, I suffer from some mental afflictions, and and I believe that mental health is the most important aspect of life. How has that impacted, has it impacted, and how has it impacted your songwriting and just your life overall?
2: I think looking back on everything I've done, um, maybe not all of it could, like, kind of fall under the category of, Maybe, maybe it all could, like maybe, especially in the beginning, like I was a teenage, I was 18 years old, you know, like being an 18 year old and just figuring out how to do that. And, um, you know, I never really thought that I never understood, um, anxiety. I understood what it was, but I, I when people would have anxiety and, and like panic um fucking episodes and shit like I never knew what that meant because I had never experienced it. Um and then I did. And then I and then I started to and um that was a whole new kind of thing for For a person to take on board, like, oh, this is this is something we need to address right now because that 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 wasn't good, you know. Like, thinking, you know, getting figuring out why that's starting to happen is really difficult. Um, And then and then building up from the bottom and being like, these are all the things that I know I should be doing uh, for for myself. Yep. to to avoid you know you know and and when those things the you figure out these are the things i need to be doing for myself and these are the things that i need to stop doing to myself yeah and um that was the my first kind of thing where I, I started to realize and like even going back into you know lyrics the shit i wrote before that became part of me was like oh yeah obviously like this is all part of like a human experience that we all deal with in our own way and with our, in our own time. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like, I mean, this is, I'm 40 years old. I'll be 41 in a few weeks and I mean, shit, this is the,
1: this year is definitely the hardest. Um, Oh, and I, this year I, I think is affecting everybody. You know, I, I don't think he, he, you can escape this year. Yeah, this is the hardest that life has ever
2: been for, like, to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I. This 100%. is this is not a good life to live. This is not like, you know, going to a meeting and going to see my parents and we're all wearing masks and shit and like, the people. You know, I know it seems like years ago, at least in my head, but. I'm looking out my kitchen window at the city right now, and it's like right across the river. There were all all there was was ambulances just burning up and down, burning up and down. Everyone, you know, people really sick. New York. There was eight, nine hundred to a thousand people dying a day. That kind of shit is like some kind of terrible dream, you know. Right. Um, the fact that like other than human life and like people's you know people's well-being i mean after that like then you can consider you know the fact that there's an unemployment total crisis there's about to be a crazy homelessness crisis so, so the 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 mere idea of like complaining that um I might not play a show or do a tour or something for another year is like makes me feel superficial. You know what I mean? It sure. makes me feel like, um, but, but and this is not me playing a show. It's like everybody, like, like you guys, like myself as a music fan. And I mean, who's not a music fan?
1: <laughs> I've never met anybody that's not. And yeah, if, if, so, if someone doesn't like music, there's a problem
2: there. Yeah. And so, God, man. So the layers, yes, appeal to the layers of like how fucked up this situation is this year. And um, I will say this like, I know that, you know, on the surface, it's like, hold on, you know, we're all alive here. We're good. You know, not all of us are lucky enough to make it through this, but the ones that were, it's like, hey, we have our health. We have our, you know, we're breathing. We're stoked. Like, let's fucking hang. Like, let's make the best of this. Yeah. Um, but the fact is a lot of us, uh, this is what we do. What do you do? Like, what's the thing that you like to do when you're not working or, or raising your family or like, Oh, music. I like to listen to music. I like to go to shows. I like to read about music. I like, (laughs) um, so yeah, I mean, it's, this is the hardest, uh, this is the hardest kind of this is the hardest time I've ever had, um, seeing the seeing the bright side of things every day for a long time. So I've been struggling with that and I'm sure a
1: lot of us haven't. Sorry. That was a long, no, 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 no way. We appreciate you, you know, opening up to us a little bit here.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I I truly believe some of the greatest music of all time is going to come out of this. I truly do from experiences to just being sheltered and, and all of that, I truly believe that we're on the precipice of some fucking bangers, um, to put it like like that.
1: Now, back over to music, can you tell us a little bit about the the live album you recently dropped? Yeah, I went and did
2: um, 10 shows in the UK, and the record label um, that Sean works with, Like, I I connected Sean with these guys and said, hey, these guys are like my guys in England, and So it was really cool. Like we got to do the record with Sean here and with, uh, he, he was working with big scary monsters, uh, in England and Europe. And, um, so anyway, um, I went out there and like halfway through the tour, they were like, we we're going to record the last show of the tour and, and we'll just see what, you know, just see what happens. And so I didn't really think much of it. And then we got to the last show and there was a like awesome, like engineer mixer guy there. You know, we did like an extended sound check, make sure everything sounded good. And then we just kind of left it there and I went and did a show. It was the last show we were there. I was in England for almost three weeks because I went early to go see Liverpool play. (laughs) And, um, and we did this really cool show. Um, it was a great show. It was the last show of the tour. We were stoked to be going home and like for Christmas and everything. But we were also stoked to play like one more show, especially in London. It's like, yeah, the shows are fucking great in London. And, um, yeah. And then like, maybe like a month after I got home, no, probably longer than that. Maybe like two, 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 three months later, uh, they were like, oh yeah, we got the recording. And I was like, I hadn't fucking thought about that. <laughs> um, That's great. Because, because uh, we had gone to record the new Avalanche record. So I was like in full focus for that. And um, yeah. Avalanche record finished. A lot of records going on. <laughs> um, we finished recording the new Avalanche record March 15th, like right when everybody oh, wow. locked down. Yeah. Yeah, like the day it happened. Wow. So it was kind of cool. Like the, the, a few months after that like in like march into april into may it's cool because i had like we were staying completely like locked down in here because me and my wife both got sick we didn't want to fucking kill anybody or anything so we were in here chilling and um it was cool because you know it was still kind of wintry out but I would just stand there in my window where the sun comes in for like an hour or two a day. And I just stand there in the sun and just get some vitamin D and um, work on the mixes for the live record and then the mixes for the Avalanche record. So there was like days of like back and forth and back and forth of like mixing notes and shit. So it's fucking cool. It like gave me a sense of purpose. kept you moving. Yeah, but I can't listen to either of those records anymore right now. Cause I'm so sick of it. Cause it just went back and forth so much with like so much of the, you know, well, mixing and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. It is called live at the black heart. It did come out June 26th, 15 songs. It's over an hour long. So while you can't listen to it, we sure as shit can. Uh, so <laughs> definitely appreciate that. Um, what is kind of next for you? We only have a, a couple questions left before we get to our customary rapid fire segment. Uh, kind of what's next for you. Obviously if, if you can't talk about certain things, no problem, we get that, but uh, you know, spoiler free, if you will, what's kind of next for you as you continue to kind of entertain in a quarantini pandemic world that we, that we live in.
2: Definitely going to keep doing some shows every once in a while, live from my apartment. Um, every once in a while, I'll do some like handwritten lyric sheets. It's something that will keep me busy. Um, I've also been doing custom songs. Hell yeah. Um, People kind of submit information to me as much as they want to divulge about the subject. Usually it's like somebody's friend or mom or husband, wife or anything like that. Um, And that's something that keeps me really busy too. Um, Other than that, I mean, we're going to release the Avalanche full length this year. Yes. Um, It's really good.
0: You heard it here first. It's really
2: really fucking good.
0: We said spoiler free. That's awesome.
2: (laughs) Spoiler alert. It's (laughs) fucking legendary shit (laughs) um i'm just kidding i wouldn't i'm not that's not for me to say i just mean uh this is a great avalanche record so uh, avalanche people are there's nobody that's gonna be like oh come on (laughs) everyone's gonna be like holy shit this is this is what i am the avalanche is um and then oh it's it's fucking exciting i mean I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to stay away from it because uh, I got sick of it. We had the, it went um, back and forth so much with the mixes and stuff. So maybe I'll give it a spin soon, actually. It's been a while. Um, Mikey from the Avalanche was texting me last night. He was on his porch in New Orleans listening to the record for the first time in a while, and he was reminding me that it's still good. <laughs> and that's awesome. Uh, how much it means to him means that way it means that much to all of us so
0: um i have goosebumps i have legitimate goosebumps yeah, right now
2: yeah it's 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 me too it's <laughs> it's um it'll be out this year i don't have a release date to uh inform, like to tell you about right now but like um well, new music is going to start getting dropped soon so we're going to definitely share a few songs maybe two or three songs before uh it comes out so awesome it's closer than you think my friend
0: oh my god (laughs) now i'm just gonna now i'm just gonna stalk social media constantly refresh the page and hey well
1: and and when we get closer to that day you know open invitation to come back on the show anytime you want We got
0: you. Yeah, I know we're the, I know we're the paramount podcast in the world. So, I mean, I know it's, it might be an honor for us, but we know it's a bigger honor for you to come on this show. We get it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Now, probably the most important question we can ask you. Okay. Where is the go-to place for the best New York slice? Oh, man. Um. You know, we always hear different things. So, you know, you know, we know you're resettled there. So, we're hoping that you can guide us in the right direction. You're gonna hate this answer, okay? So, I
2: don't, I don't eat your traditional New York slice because I have all these dietary restrictions. Ah, uh, that's it's such sick. a fucking bum out, dude. I can't <laughs> explain to you. I can't eat my mom's tomato sauce. You know? Uh, oh man, as an Italian, so, that, that hurts. Yes, yeah, so. um I am going to go by what my wife enjoys when she catches a New York Slice. And they're generally in our our neck of the woods. She favors uh, Joe's Pizza in Williamsburg on Bedford Avenue. Mm-hmm. That's and the popular. she also likes the Poly G Slice Shop a lot, too.
0: That's the first time we heard of that one. Joe's, we
2: that
3: hear.
2: Uh, Pauly G's a guy that is in our neighborhood. I live in Greenpoint. Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and uh, we have like a busy neighborhood of like lots of bars and restaurants and fun stuff to do. Polly G's has like a Neapolitan like wood fire oven, uh, in his restaurant, which is awesome. in our neighborhood. So it's more like you know, like truffles and fucking nice meats and cheeses, like kind of gourmet pizza, but it cooked in like a Neapolitan like kind uh, of oven, yeah. Um, anyway. Pleasant. He had a, he like he's like had a lot of su- success with that, um, and so he opened another spot on my street um, called the Slice Shop, and that's him doing like a New York slice, not like the fancy kind of like truffles and wild mushrooms not not- sure. not- and exotic cheeses and shit. Yeah, so apparently, like people line up for it. So I think he, I think it looks good too. Like I'll go there before all this happened, of course. I'll go there and uh, my wife will like have a slice after work and, and they serve nice beer. So I'll just go and drink a beer and watch her <laughs> eat it. Yeah. The,
3: cr-
0: That's
2: the, a crunch, the crunch coming off the bottom crust seems definitely very legit. It's
0: nice. You know, it's my, um, my buddy has certain dietary restrictions as well. And he told me once, and I, I, I just don't know. I definitely have dietary restrictions. I just ignore them. Um, he yeah. told me, he told me, he said, I can't eat a cheesesteak. So I order one and I smell it and then it's good (laughs) enough. And that's good enough for me. (laughs) I I never heard Um, anything like it in my life. Have you ever considered doing that?
2: Okay. So you're getting, yeah, you're really getting digging into me right now. (laughs) So I don't, I can't afford to ignore my dietary restrictions because it fucks with like my whole like, Uh, It's basically like this, like tons of like acid reflux, like mega acid reflux, and like chronically. So, um, the the reason this will you'll be interested in this fact. Um, So, I discovered this issue or developed this issue um, when I was in the studio recording, uh, recording the movie like as a gambling problem. Damn, and. my voice was making this weird noise it's like rattling and so i got like a camera stuck down my throat we thought we had like we thought i had like some sort of like polyps or nodules or something on my vocal cords luckily it wasn't that but the guy was like hey it's acid reflux like what's that he's like it's just like heartburn all the time <laughs> And so he's like, he's like, how, what have you been eating? Like, what's your lifestyle? Like, I'm like, uh, ride in a van, play a show, go to Denny's, drink soda, eat Buffalo wings, like eat, <laughs> eat ketchup, eat acidic shit. And he's, oh yeah, that's all done. So, oh, man. um, um, Oh, anyway, so that shit crawls up your esophagus and burns you and eventually burns your vocal cords as well. Uh, And so that is why I'm so diligent. Like, I would love to eat. Like, I, I miss so many things about, like, things that I like to eat. I like everything. Like, I'm not a picky eater. But every waitress and waiter and everyone that's ever served me food in the last 20 years thinks I am. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm always just like asking them to like leave out this, leave out that kind of thing, yeah. just so that I could like sing. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Hey, and, and endoscopies are no joke, man. I uh yeah, I uh, don't want to. Suck. Suck. They they suck. they suck. All right. Yeah. Let's let's. Um, but but, oh, but I
2: will say, yeah. In in defense of your friend who sniffs, uh, cheese steaks, <laughs> yeah.
0: I hope um, he's listening to this.
2: I don't do this anymore, but what I used to do, like, especially in England, I used to, uh, they would have like, you know, when you go in a candy shop and there's like, uh, things filled with candy and you take a little scooper and you make your own like, yeah,
0: weigh it out by the pound
2: and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So like in England at every rest stop, there's one of those. Mm -hmm. And, um, I used to just like, like make a bag and then just chew them and like spit them out but not swallow <laughs> just to get the flavor just to get the flavor and then i just like spit them out and then i feel like a fucking idiot so i don't <laughs> do that anymore
1: oh already. but, I, but sure.
2: I did but i did i know but i did i did get some satisfaction out of that but it's ridiculous it's a ridiculous that's, a,
0: that's a new one <laughs> That's a new one. I'll go give him that tip. See if he wants to try it. <laughs> basically,
2: like, you just load your mouth up with gummy, like, Coke bottles and shit. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then just treat it like your mouth's filled with tobacco and you just spit it out.
0: Yeah. I would just think of it like toothpaste. Like, don't swallow the toothpaste. Just chuck it.
2: Yeah. I think your buddy, I think your buddy can use that advice. He might be able to chew up and pack a lip of, like, cheesesteak. just spit it out yeah he'll he'll just
0: he'll just fill his mouth with cheese whiz and just kind of just spit it out Uh, can you imagine that can you (laughs)
2: imagine like like that would be disgusting sadly with (laughs) him i can't imagine that being like you're the way that you live your life (laughs) like you're a single guy or single lady and you're just like chewing food and Fitting it out and not eating it. It's just a
0: weird. You you thing. ask the waiter for like an empty cup or a doggy bag, and they're like, you know, "Yeah, okay. we get a brown bag. <laughs>
1: That's Crazy. I'd
0: yeah, like this meal to go. Bad. No, I, I'm with you. Listen, we're gonna go into our rapid fire segment now. Sam has uh, a couple questions, and I have a couple questions. After that, the the goal is uh, just answer them as quickly and honestly as possible. You don't have to like make short answers. You say whatever you want, but just like. As fast as you can come up with the answer, that that would be swell. So yeah. I'll, I'll kick it to okay. Sam. I'll kick it to Sam for the first round. All
1: right, here we go. The best album you heard during quarantine?
0: Uh,
2: two of them. Uh, one is uh, Look Park, which is the singer of "Fountains of Wayne." Hell yeah! It's his like so, like next project after "Fountains of Wayne." Mm-hmm. Uh, and them. the other one is um. The other quarantine record is the new Lemon Twigs record. Um, it's called "Songs for the General Public."
0: Awesome.
2: That's Those great. are like the two that like I've been leaning on throughout this whole year.
1: Okay. How about the best things you watched during quarantine. Uh, we, huh. Trying, I
2: It's hard to sift through it because we watch shit like, and we'll watch every episode, and then at the end, be like, "Yeah, that wasn't so good." <laughs> Uh, we, we knocked out Lion King, like really early, just like everybody else. Um, we enjoyed that, but I did towards the end tell my wife, like, Hey, let's watch Lion King. And she was like, are you sure? You didn't seem to enjoy it. And I'm like, let's, let's Give just another fucking go. get these people out of our fucking lives. <laughs> and, and, and,
0: and of, of course, as
2: humanly possible,
0: and of course, VC, you mean Tiger King.
2: What
0: did I say? Lion King, like the Disney. Oh, oh yeah,
1: well, <laughs> Tiger King. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I, I figured. I figured that's Woody. I so "There's no
0: way." <laughs> the <Disney> <laughs> I'm sorry. sitting. I'm sitting because uh, because the the Lion King did come out with a live action movie, yeah. and I was like yep. thinking uh, <laughs> maybe that's where you were going with it. <laughs>
2: sorry about that. It's so good. Um. Uh.
1: Yeah. Tiger King. Um. What did we really? Oh, we love Ozark. Ozark, fucking sick. Yeah. So do we. That's such such a
2: fantastic show. Um. I actually, um, I was on a warp tour playing solo on the acoustic basement stage. It was called.
0: We saw you. There. And, um, we have pictures. Oh, cool. with you. Yeah. We have pictures with you. You were in a, oh, yeah, that
1: was that you were doing a city by the sea. Yes. On that tour. Um, we had a
2: day off and we stopped at the Lake of the Ozarks oh, and, um, awesome. Got like one of those hotels, like one of it's like, I swear we were at some of the bars that are on the lake, like in the show and shit. Um, oh, that's that's neat. And so we, yeah, we were at Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, it was like myself. It was a bunch of. It was a mixed bag. It was like me. It was like rappers and singer-songwriter. It was like myself, uh, William Beckett from the Academy. Um, is
3: yeah,
2: the that Academy is, is um, Brian Marquis, um, MC Lars, Mac Lethal, um, wow. a bunch of guys. We were all kind of like riding on the same bus together as like solo artists on this on the tour. We had an amazing time in in Lake of the Ozarks. It's obviously yeah. a dark ass show. And, <laughs> and oh yeah, oh yeah.
3: Can't but, wait for, um, yeah, it. We, we, we
2: like that. We like Ozark a lot. And we and one one other show that we like a lot, like that. We went to our happy place. Which is just like a zero stress zone. Um, there's a there's a show called um, Travel by Narrowboat,
3: hmm.
2: which is this, Narrowboat. Um, it's uh, it's this English show about a dude that just basically like um, abandons his like conventional life and buys a boat and just uh, puts along like the canal
1: all around the UK. Hmm. It's very it's very relaxing. So the other question, I was the one thing you wish you didn't watch during quarantine. I assume that's tiger King. Uh,
2: I mean, it, it did. We were like laughing and freaking out like, Whoa, this is crazy. Um, so no, I would say it entertained us. Okay. And I'll, like I'll, I'm very like, I'll watch the bad movie. If it entertains me a movie or a show, a, a show, I can't because after one or two, you're just kind of like, I hate yeah, that. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but with a movie, like, I'll watch a bad movie from the beginning till the end, as long as there's something redeeming about it. If I was entertained, then i fine, um, especially during quarantine. Which, what, what do I wish I didn't watch? Um, what was this show my wife was watching? It's fucking so rough.
0: Um... <laughs> He's trying to say it's super quiet, so she doesn't hear. <laughs> no, no, no. Walks
2: no. into another room. I was just thinking deep. No, no, I told her how much I, oh, man. Oh, shit. You meet, like, eight different people, and you get, like, a half hour each in a room. and then It's uh, L- Love, find, is, like... L-
0: Love is Blind?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, they're in, yeah, you're in, yeah 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 uh-huh. there,
0: my there wife rooms. my wife uh put me through that too the whole fucking time you were thinking i was like don't say it don't say it and of oh, course yeah yeah i sat through I that was, shit too i gave up after like eight i just couldn't do it anymore
2: and she felt bad about it too she was like this fucking sucks but i have to watch it till the end. <laughs> but so like i and i get it like i've watched shows like that but like I just didn't need those people in my life too, you know.
0: <laughs> so hard, so hardcore agree. And and by the way, Sam, before you go on to your next question, you do do you see my my our boy VC? He likes bad movies too. Stop blaming me for liking bad movies.
2: A lot of movies I love. I, I search on like I'll look it up and see. Like, I wonder what this got like something from the eighties or something, right? Yeah. And just, I uh, wonder what this got. And it's, it's never good. And I'm like, oh, this, well, this is like top 20 of all time
0: for me. So I don't fucking care. <laughs> you know,
2: <what> I mean? <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's might, might, might be uh, one of the best movies of all time.
0: I love that one. And a sequel is not so bad itself. I, the sequel can hold up. I was looking ar-
2: I was looking around for that. Uh, Weekend at Bernie's.
0: Yeah. Weekend oh, at that's, Bernie's that's too. A classic.
2: That's a classic. I was looking around for the sequel. You, it, they don't rent it or sell it on iTunes or anything. It's
0: um, really hard to find. Uh, if you know Maybe what, Amazon, I'll email you if I find like an avenue to watch it, I'll email it to you.
1: Yeah.
2: If it's streamable, like, yeah, I, I'd love, I haven't seen it since back in the day. Like that you can stream it on YouTube, like really poor quality though.
0: Yeah. I, I think I have a couple options. I'll, I'll hook you up with an email with it.
1: Oh, cool. Thanks. Okay. I love movies like that. Yeah. An exotic pet you love to own. Uh, a wolf. Oh, like that's what I'm thinking. Like
0: a Game of Thrones dire wolf type situation or just a good old fashioned wolf?
1: Yeah, love, I love.
2: I saw one yesterday. Not a wolf. Well, he was definitely wolfy. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a huge ass wolfy looking dog. I don't know what breed it was, but it might as well have just been a wild wolf. Um, somebody was walking it around our um, like our park over here, and everybody was looking at being like, "Holy shit!" They were doing, doing double takes. She was like, oh, why, why is that guy walking a wolf?" <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't a husky or or anything like that. It was bigger than a husky, and it was looked just like a wolf. <laughs> I don't know what the vibe was, or if that was, but I, they're beautiful, and um, I'm I'm a huge. I'm a massive dog lover. I love dogs. Yeah, same, dog. same here. I, I have four of them. Oh,
1: that amazing. Is... You're, you're blessed. <laughs> okay, last rapid question for me, then Greg will take it. If you could do a hardcore cover of any childhood nursery rhyme or song, which would it be? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite
2: song growing up, um, like a nursery rhyme kind of child, like a, that kind of song. Yeah. Yeah. It was called red, red Robin. My mom used to sing it. Um, ev- like every day. Uh, okay. it was part of, it was part of her waking us up, like to get ready for school and shit. Um, it's called red, red Robin. Look it up. But I don't know. If it would make. But maybe it'll make the it bonus make record, a record, record of the I'm the uh, avalanche
0: record. Maybe it'll do it. We'll Maybe. I don't know if we can,
2: I don't know if a remake would uh, suit it.
0: Ah, uh, no acoustic cover either? Oh, it's a shame. No, I think I would have to hide
2: behind some distortion and symbols <laughs> for that. It's very, very uh, pedestrian lyrics. Maybe not pedestrian, just very air bones. So but, I, uh, I don't know, That that that's a hard question. I'm sure some of your previous guests have. Had
1: a, a tough time. No, no, we, yeah. we changed we change it up. I think it was the first time we asked that question.
0: Yeah. I, oh, the,
1: my my short answer is I
2: have no fucking <laughs> idea.
0: I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I got ins- I got inspired to write that one down because my my daughter she uh, she's almost two. She loves this thing called Coco Melon, and it is the most uh-huh. annoying children's song co- compilation you can find. And I was like, okay, if I could just turn some distortion on this. I would love that. So it just came to me that like literally an hour before we started recording, I was like, I got to just ask because we'll have some fun with it. But uh, I- I'll give you a couple here that I just came up with as well. Um, all right. If, if every Disney character ever fought in a battle royale to the death, who would win? Shit. I wish I had a picture of every character in front of me right now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to think in my head. I have, I, I have know. my, I have my answer and I think it's a good one. but I'd love, I'd love to hear it. Disney character. I'm
2: going to say, uh, I'm going to say Simba's father in Lion King.
0: Oh, that's actually a good one.
2: Forget his name.
0: Mufasa. Mufasa. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I was thinking the Beast from Beauty and the. I beast. that's what I would,
1: that's what I was thinking of too.
2: That popped into my head too. It was the Beast, like a tough dude in the movie. I don't remember.
0: Um, he's he's a he becomes a gentle giant, but he's a piece of shit in the beginning. Okay, got you. <laughs> this is a this is just a quick at, uh, one or the other one. Uh, if you could only have one, would you take Super Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog? Super Mario. Fuck yeah! Thank you. Um, now this next one, I wrote, I, I wrote down before we had our conversation about food a little bit ago. Um, you said you're not a picky eater. So of the things I guess that, that you can eat, what's a food that you wouldn't eat even if you were paid?
2: A food that I would not
0: eat? Yeah. Even if somebody paid you to do it, what's something you just would not eat? Like mine is those cheese balls, Cheetos that, that shit is the grossest Uh-oh. thing in the world to me
2: sometimes like I'll, there'll be a bar in, in our neighborhood. Like there's one bar in particular called the levee. Um, they have cheese balls, like in bowls, like on the counter, like oh. they'll pour you a drink and then give you a ball, of che- a bowl of cheese balls. Oh, I and after a few drinks, a few shots, like I do, I do just start eating them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't pay me. Um, like you couldn't pay, you could, there could be a, underneath the cheese balls. I wouldn't eat the cheese balls to get to it. They're
2: definitely, just by the color of the cheese balls, you know it's not good for you
0: at all. It's not a natural
2: color to put into
0: your body. I don't, uh, this is a true story. My wife will attest, Sam will even attest. I do not allow Cheetos in my car, opened or unopened, because I don't want Cheeto dust on my seats. It's the grossest Uh thing. I wonder where this stems from. Uh, my brother ate child, like cheese balls, like crazy as a kid. And it used to be all up in his teeth. And to your point that I love the color orange, I'm a flyers fan, but that color orange doesn't deserve to be on the human body in any shape or form. Yeah. Um, I would say my number one
2: would 110% be, um, just like you know, people like you'll see like food shows, and even places in New York like sell insects that they like grill up. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's um, I have a major insect problem, yeah. like an issue, yeah. it's just a mental block, and I think it uh, stems from the scene in um, Indiana Jones and in the Temple of Doom. <laughs> you know, that insect scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. All the, all the walls are uh, closing in and there's insects crawling all over him. That scarred you for life, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did. And, um, I have a big problem with insects. Um, I don't, I don't want them all to die or anything. I just don't definitely don't want to eat them. <laughs> yeah. Just keep, keep them away around. from me. That would be on my list. Yeah. I don't, too. I don't want them around me or, or, uh, in my digestive tract either or or picking them out of my teeth. That's
0: it's fucking fine. gross. Our uh, our last question. I can't believe we're here. It's been fun, but our last question of the interview. Uh now I I have a movie life tattoo on my back. Um what is it? Uh it's people like you that keep me going strong. Um Oh awesome. That's great. That that thank song you. means more to me than you'll ever know. So thank you for writing it and and you know all the stuff you guys did for that. But uh, what will your next tattoo be? I'm not sure. I um,
2: haven't been tattooed since, Jesus, it's been a while, man. Um, and I didn't realize, you know, once everything kicked in and this year became what it was, um started thinking about tattoos and getting tattoos and, and thinking about my friends who are tattooers. Um, Who are also sitting on their ass, like, not doing what they're put on this earth to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I, I, I guess I don't really know what I'll get. And the only reason I haven't gotten tattooed since they reopened is because I do go to the beach a lot. And I'm trying to enjoy, um, you know, some summer. For sure. And every time I get in the ocean on Long Island and stuff, it's just like it's a dream so it's what I dreamt of like when we were all locked down in here You know? mm. um so it's more of like who I'll go and see so I definitely want to go and get a tattoo from Justin Weatherholtz definitely want to get one from Matt Adamson um you know basically start just like Derek Sag in LA Brandon from the Avalanche is in is in Nashville um, I just want to go and get a tattoo from all my buds, and there's so many more that I'm, that I'm not listing right now. But
0: have you ever gotten um, one? Have you ever gotten one from Jordan from Newfound Glory? He does tattoos in Florida. No,
2: no, I haven't. I haven't. Um, but I, I suspect I will
0: one day. Oh, sick! Nice. Can't wait. It's like Avalanche record and your tattoo from Jordan. I'm pretty much in on those two things. All in. So. Uh, yeah, I'm,
2: I'm glad Jordan's back to doing it again. Yeah. Um, I know he was back to doing it again before everything, but I know he'll con- continue to do so. And he's a lovely guy, and I would love to sit with him and get a tattoo from him. That's
0: awesome. Oh. Vinny, we, we've reached the end of the mountain, the end of the journey, the summit. Uh, we, well, we, I
2: hope I didn't go on too many tangents. Uh, no no or anything.
0: way. Like, this was yeah, a – right, we'll, cool. I'll say it on the air. I'm not ashamed to. Uh, this was a bucket list for us, so just thank you so much Easy. for taking the time, man. We we so appreciate you, your time, what you've done for our lives, for music in our lives, and and how much we've looked up to you. And not to kiss ass; it's not the reason for going on this, but just so you know, man, you have people. We out appreciate there. you. Yeah, so much. Oh, well,
2: that's nice, guys. I appreciate that a lot. All right, um, if- and. It's good to, uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. If, if you could hang on the line just one second uh, after we wrap up, that would be really appreciated. But uh, that was it, everybody. That's the bonus episode. We really appreciate it. And guess what? We will see you next week for episode 202. Why am I craving 7-Eleven food right
1: now? <sighs>